Hey guys, it's Pamela from the CHH podcast team and welcome back to CHH where we interview women in Christian music all over the world. Welcome to series three of the podcast. Today we'll be speaking to UK singer and songwriter Becca Folks. She speaks about her musical journey, her YouVersion Bible plan on the YouVersion Bible app and her experience being a part of Mana Collective. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at CHH Podcast. Hey, Becca. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for speaking to us on the CHH Podcast. Thanks for having me. We thank- we're we like so, so excited to speak to you because like I've known about you for a while, <laughs> a long, a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just speaking to you is an honor and a privilege. Um, but for those for those people that are watching or listening who don't know of you, could mm-hmm. you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Becca Folks. I am 26 from London and I just have the privilege of getting to go different places to mm. sing about Jesus and talk about Jesus yes. um, as one who's very aware of the fact that he's the redeemer mm. of my soul. And so I'm a bit gassed that I get to you know, <laughs> sing about him and write about him, release music about him and go around the world singing about him. I love that. She said I'm a bit gassed. I am. I am. Because he didn't have to choose me. I'm, I'm well aware of the fact that he didn't have to wow. use me. And he doesn't require me to give my gift back to him in this way. He gives it without repentance. So, you know, yeah, he's okay. been kind. She just dropped a small, small word. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, And your friends that are close to you, how, what three words would they maybe describe you as? Mad. <laughs> I'm is that now. with like multiple A's? Is that mad? mad? A mad girl. That's what they say. Um, mad. I love hard. I do. But I'm also tender. Okay. So like as much as I'll be like, who troubled you? Where are they from? <laughs> Where do, do I need, I to, need go? to pull up? You know? But then I, I cry all mm. the time. So... I'm hearing layers. Yeah. Layers. So mad, lover, tender, I guess. Oh, lo- mad fighter, lover. I okay. Guess. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I'm literally it's a layers. strong mix. A strong mix. Yeah. Yeah. A bit chaotic at times. <laughs> I, was, I was getting a bit of the chaotic energy, yeah, but I was like, let me not. <laughs> just, just a little just bit. Just a dash. But it, hey, he loves me. So that's what that a word. Yes. <laughs> um, I was doing some research for this interview mm-hmm. and you've been on the scene for a hot sec. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Like mm-hmm. your first EP was out in 2014. Mm-hmm. And since then consistently releasing music, since then consistently being a part of the scene, mm-hmm. you're known. Listen, okay, you actually might be one of the best. One of my one of my favorite vocalists in this UK of the UK that we live Thank in. You. And that's not me just gassing. Um, like genuinely, I remember um the first time I saw you live was in um, September 2017, and it was when you opened for the Walls Group. Wow. I That's don't know if you remember that. Yes. And that was their first time in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing you come on stage, and I was like, oh, cute. Like, hey, not, not to be no, rude. I, I was get like, it. I'm, I'm mad small. I'm like, five, two. I was like, oh, cute. Like, yeah. okay, let's go. And mm-hmm. then you, like, like, you literally opened your mouth. And mm-hmm. I remember everyone just being like, like literally our jaws yeah. drop. Like you have such big vocals. And yeah, and that's again not me just gasping you. Mm-hmm. Um, who were some of your inspos? Like what was the development of your like musical talent? Yeah. Um, so like typical kind of church girl, grew up in the church. Um, when I was growing up as a young girl, 
uh, my parents served in the church and like mm -hmm. my mom and dad were in the choir. My dad was at one point the superintendent of the Sunday school, okay. an elder in the church. My mom was in the praise and worship in the choir in the women's department as well. And then when I was seven, eight years old, they became pastors and they've been pastors ever since. So I've been a pastor's kid more years of my life than not. And so with that comes being in church all the time. Mm -hmm. And in the church I grew up in, if just if they see a glimmer of talent, they're going to use you. They're yep. going to push you. They're going to call on you to do solos. And you find yourself in the baby choir, the youth choir, the adult choir, the youth raising worship team, the adult She said the baby team. choir. Listen, children's church. <laughs> Crying unto the Lord. <laughs> I mean, nervous or not, get down there and sing unto Jesus. So that was my training ground, really. Mm. And then as you grow older and my parents were um, understanding in the fact that either way, like, the information of the world or the mm. ways of the world, we'd find out if that makes sense. Yeah. So with with limits and boundaries, obviously they let us live. And so within that, you find different music and artists and stuff like that. So the more I grew up, I really loved like Brandy and that all that sense. kind of stuff, you know, Whitney and stuff. But as I like, I'm a woman now and I have my own tastes. I love singers like Teddy Swims okay. and Roxana Marie singing like, who are these people? They're not the four. But, you know, <laughs> I just enjoy, like I have a palette for just different sonics and okay. different sounds. Okay. And if I was to say gospel, I love like Daryl Walls from mm -hmm. the Walls group. Mm -hmm. I love, um, who am I listening to a lot? Like Marley Music. And stuff like that. I love singers. You like love that. singers. I love Doe right now. Doe, Doe is amazing. Have I you heard her album Clarity? Yes, I try. It's taking me out all the time. Girl. I love it, girl. And like mainly all of the Mav guys, like Dante, Chandler, Neo, me. The way you're calling these people by their first name, like your busy mates. No, 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 because they know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, I your busy like, mates. I, they're not. One day. Like God's grace will be like, hey Becca, hey, hey Naomi, you good? You know what I mean? But <laughs> how <yeah>. was dinner? <laughs> In it, basically. But yeah, those are some of my favorite voices right now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And mm -hmm. I feel like I hear the kind of you mentioned singers, and I feel like I hear the kind of soulfulness and the yeah. Um, yeah, just like that kind of sound in you. But even like going onto your like music you released, mm -hmm. it's really hard to put you into like one genre. Um, yeah. Like literally even within the EPs you've released, every song has been quite different. Mm -hmm. um, you've done collaborations with like Happy and then Cool Down Music. And I'm like, ma'am, mm. <laughs> you know, categories and genres are easy to categorize people, but I understand that's probably why you're not a fan yeah. of them. But I would love to know like what style you would say you are. I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't put a finger on it. Like the more I would like experiment and stuff, I realized I'm a Christian artist. Mm. Um, when it comes to church, I am a worship leader. Like I'll lead worship and praise and come on, lift your hands. Let's, let's come on, praying in heavenly tongues. Yeah. All of this stuff. That, that's me. Sing on to the Lord. Yeah, it's, it's about, but outside of that, I try to just draw from mm. as much inspirations as I can. And I think, you know, having peers and friends that do that mm -hmm. encourages me to not be afraid. You know, I think of even talk about black um, female gospel artists in this country, artists like Shireen. Like, I love she Shireen has over house here. and then R&B. Garage. And then, gar 
girl. Then ballads. Like, sis is really versatile in these streets. She was in series two and we discussed this. I said, Listen. are you trying to be Adele? Because sometimes she'll be doing... Yeah. You know, my heart on the string. Yeah, yeah she's she's very like, versatile. Stuff like that, how can you not be inspired? Yeah. It's one thing when you see it from a distance, but when it's in your proximity, it's like, come on. How can I not be encouraged to be bold mm-hmm. and, and make different stuff? And, you know, even with, you know, my project coming this year, I'm so excited about it because it has house, like with rhythm, and then it has pop. Okay. And then it has warfare, and then she it has warfare. ballad, and then it has worship. It's just all over the place. But you know what? God be glorified. <laughs> Amen. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. No, but yeah. I feel like you need that for different times and spaces in your life. Yeah. Like you actually might wake up one day and you and you, you don't want you don't want to dance. Yeah. You don't want to praise onto him. You yeah. you want something to cry to. You know. <laughs> Some days you need that. Like I legit, I have so much gospel on my phone, but they're in categories. Yeah. I have mellow gospel. Mm. I have gospel upbeat. Gospel slow. I have I have a layout flat playlist yeah. like that. I know layout if I listen flat, to it, yes, it's game over. I Girl. can't listen to it on the train, otherwise I'll just be <laughs> oh, on the train. Glory. Yeah, so, you know, everyone needs a bit of everything. Nah, that's, that's true. That's what I'm learning. Everyone needs a bit. And you may be an entry point to the gospel. Like, if someone was raving all the time and they were going out every weekend without fail, 11, they're at the club, free drinks, whatever, and then they come to know the Lord. Mm. A song like Bubba is going to be like, oh, this is so pretty, but it doesn't move them. Mm. But if they hear rhythm now, they're going to be like, oh, now I need to hear more. And then yeah, the right. other songs can speak to them. And then with Spotify and things like that, they're suggesting artists now. Listen, that so radio Valentine, is good. Jill Joe, uh, uh, called out music, happy music. Yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. So you may be an entry point and that's what humbles me. That's good. Like it's not even about what I want to do because mm. if it was that then I'd be all over the place mm. but you may be an entry point to Christendom for someone and so that's what makes me not as scared of people's opinions that's so good you know even as you were speaking I was reminded of when Paul um the apostle in mm. scripture says um I became all things to all men mm. or women um I love that like by us exploring different genres yeah. and styles, we're becoming all things to all people. Yeah. And not, that doesn't mean diluting the message. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean giving people a fake gospel or a more yeah. palatable gospel because you don't need to add anything to the gospel. But doing it in like hip hop or Afro beats mm-hmm. or like garage, bashment, whatever, that means that people can actually like where they've come from, yeah. this is something they can relate to. And then, hey, this message is also transformative as mm-hmm. well. I feel like what you're what you're saying is spot on and yeah. it's, it's so life-changing so thank you for, for doing your thing you know right, and keep doing your thing as well that's <laughs> great um i mentioned really briefly that you've collabed with really cool people like called out music um mm. and happy and loads of people um and now you're part of a collective yeah so can you tell us a little bit about <laughs> is what is that Okay, those of you listening, because this is also an audio podcast, can't see that Becca's doing some kind of gang signs with her hands. Um, MC, she okay? Yes, MC. MC, Baby, (laughs) can you tell us a bit about Mana Collective, please? Mana Collective are my family. Like honestly, twenty twenty. Miles, shout out to Miles Dillon, who was kind of like the founder of it all. Literally, his goal was to get black, white, Asian, straight, gay, whatever, just in a room to write songs about Jesus. And I didn't know him. 
But through Junior Gar, he got my number, was like, I'd love to meet up with you to explain what it's about. So me with my discernment through the roof, I was just like, okay. <laughs> you better side but, eye. Um, side eyeing because I don't know him. Sounds lovely, like just a lad in it, just ch- happy, upbeat. But I was like, I don't know you. You have to test the spirit in these It's streets. true. Okay. A word. So yeah, we met up in Shoreditch in Busaba and he just broke down um, what it's about, what he wants to do. I was like, okay, bet. Like it wasn't a collective thing. It was just come together and write. Then COVID entered these streets mm. with her chest high. <laughs> Why, so sorry, why is COVID a, a woman? Can she not, can it not be a man? No, it has to be an angry woman. Okay. <laughs> Even the Bible talks about a woman scorned. There's something about a woman. Keeps re-emerging. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Relentless. So, um, relentless. <laughs> I mean, just go away. So, yeah, um, COVID happened and we couldn't do it, but then it got pushed back to the end of 2020 when we were like allowed out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as many as Miles had planned. It was maybe about it was basically everyone you see in the collective. Mm-hmm. It was all of us, and from that we wrote nine songs over two days, wow. and it was just like, "Raw, this is sick." Okay, cool. What do you do now? <laughs> and then we had another right, and by the end of it, we were like, "No, nah, we got to do something." Like, are we becoming a group or something? Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing and. We didn't have a name. It wasn't the plan. It wasn't a well thought out thing. Like we're not trying to be like no shade at all. Cause there, if we get there, it'd be a blessing. But when we weren't like, let's be the UK Maverick. That's like, the yeah. vibe I was getting. Nah, we, it wasn't that. We genuinely were just like, let's give it a go. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, well, what name? Oh, I don't know. Well, where we wrote is called Chilton Manor. Oh. So we're like, the Manor Collective, the isn't Manor it? Collective. And they're like, I bet cool. And then we filmed uh like a documentary with the like the videos and stuff, recorded the audio. It was like another retreat, like three days, and here we are. Wow. Two singles in, more to go, and God has been faithful. We've been playlisted like crazy, mm-hmm. like tens of thousands of streams within weeks and days, and it's just it's just amazing to see what God is doing. Yeah. Um, again, it wasn't a well thought out plan. <laughs> it you didn't wasn't. have like a marketing strategy? No, no, <laughs> no. We're just here figuring it out as we mm. go along. Thankfully, we have people like Tom Linebear and Archie Henderson and the guys from 161 Production who are helping us with like social media and all that kind of stuff. And so God has been faithful and we're excited to see what comes of it um, and where it goes. I love that. I mean, I know you said you weren't trying to be, you know, Mav- yeah, UK yeah. Mav City, but I think one thing that was attractive was the fact that it was like a diverse group of Christians yeah. coming together and mm-hmm. making like beautiful music. And it was very worshipful in the moments yeah. that we saw. Cause I don't know if the full length videos have come out or anything, but from mm-hmm. the clips we were seeing on socials, yeah. it wasn't performative. It yeah. was very like worship nights your worship nights with your friends at uni yeah. it's what i remembered literally man worship like, literally at uni or you're like you have nowhere else to be yeah, like, like no work in the morning that's all it is like you so, stay there yeah in his we, presence and we eat together we, yeah. we do communion together we just affirm each other we laugh with each other um and we just create music from that authentic place you know what i mean and you know obviously the comparisons are, are expected because it's a group of multiple ethnicities mm-hmm. in a room 
making music. And so it's natural and, you know, we're not mad at it. But we're like, we're the man, babe. Like, <laughs> we're, we're babies. We're, we're young babies in this. You know what I mean? So yeah. God has been so kind, like so, so kind. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what comes from it. I'm excited too. Yeah. I'm loving like the uh, the emergence of collectives that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Like obviously Mav- too, yeah. uh, Maverick City have been doing amazing work. But like there are loads of other collectives yeah. that even if you don't like religiously follow them, every once in a while hearing their music mm-hmm. just inspires a new kind of desire for community because we talk about this a lot um on the podcast and just in like conversations this christian walk please don't be doing it by yourself Mm. it's so tough it's so difficult but once you actually find a community of people that you've bonded over the one thing of you being believers in christ but also something else so in your case it'd be music like with the shh team Mm. we all love christian music as fans and also a lot of um, we have a lot of artists in our group Mm. like if you have that one thing you might as well make something out of it and people come, people gravitate towards it because we desire community. Mm-hmm. We desire to be around people that want to know and love us. So thank you for demonstrating that and for saying yes to it. Because again, you didn't know, sir. Yeah. You didn't know yeah, him. I didn't know him. Where do I know you from? Nowhere. Yeah. No, but I love <laughs> so, you, man. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Even just to continue on your multi-talented self. Okay, Miss mm-hmm. Becca, folks. Um, you're an artist, you're a singer-songwriter, but you're also a writer. Mm-hmm. In through and through with the word. Um, and I remember doing one of your doing your Bible plan years mm-hmm. ago. Like phenomenal Bible plan. It was amazing. Um, I was like, wow, this is so heartfelt and like real. I can't believe like she put this out, blah, blah, blah. And then when we were coming up with questions for this, I was like, okay, do we discuss this? And feel free to say as much as li- as little as you want, mm-hmm. but anyone who's done your Bible plan will probably know what I'm talking about. Um, can you tell us a bit about the importance of the experience, the survivor's guide Bible plan that you did on the YouVersion Bible app? Yeah, sure. So uh, a couple years ago, when I was under my manager um, at the time, we were also working with a young woman called Natasha Ferguson, who at the time was running a platform called To Be Real magazine. And she was just kind of helping us out here and there with A&R. Like she just really believed in me and, and saw the potential was like, with your story and you going around like testifying about this and that, you should have a Bible plan. I was like, girl. <laughs> Bye. Anybody gonna read my Bible plan, girl? Come on. Stop it. <laughs> and um, you know, she shot her shot. Like she emailed you version uh with some links of me talking about my story and you know, like different clips of me ministering, a bio of who I am. And they were interested. And mm-hmm. so I had about I think two, three weeks to write the Bible plan. Um and God has been kind, you know, my story for those who don't know is, you know, um, from three to 11, I was molested. So three to six was more like grooming Mm. because my older brother was there at the same childminders. But then when he left, you know, the molestation like kicked him properly. And so it was just about um, helping people sober up to be reminded Mm. of the fact that the experience isn't some sort of punishment for what mummy mm. and daddy did, or it's not God's way of just exerting his dominance where and when he feels like it, but it's for the betterment and the strengthening of the saints and of the church. You know, the Bible tells us that we ought to rejoice and, and be glad when trials come our way mm. because mm. within it, it produces patience. It produces long suffering. It produces the ability to withstand the storm. And, you know, 
what I've realized now is if I can make it through what I made it through, and this is just me personally, it's not a dig or anything or a, a truth. But what I've realized about myself is that I can do anything. Mm -hmm. I've made it through that and I'm not in a psych ward. I'm not out in these streets like going mad because I could, you know, um, just based off my behavior and how I process the abuse I went through. It's very aggressive, very violent. Mouth was foul. Um, it was very much, I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me kind of mm. mentality. Um, and the, my abuser actually introduced me to pornography. So it was only a matter of time before I would want to actually start doing what I saw with yeah. guys. I could be out here doing that with everybody I meet that I'm attracted to. Yeah. I could be in different beds all the time. I could be on drugs. I could be drinking, partying, fighting in the roads. Like that was where my life was heading. Mm. Just statistically from what I've been through. Um, but if I made it through that in sound mind and I'm still able to have some sort of emotional intelligence and psychological strength, like, right, I can make it through anything. And so it's just to sober people up to be reminded of the fact that, listen, the traumas you went through, if you made it through them, yeah. you're like you're li you're live reading this plan, you can make it through anything. And you're still standing. And you're still standing. So that's what it's about. And to this day, people have messaged me saying they've read the plan. I'm just like, how did you find it? <laughs> it's still there? But yeah, it's still there. I'm like, did you search for it? <laughs> But um, it was very oh God, easy. I googled Becca Folk's Bible plan, and it was the top of the list. But no, like not a lot of people know unless like they see the highlight on okay. my Instagram or okay. something. I'm like, How did you find it? Where did you get it from? How did you see it? So you know, but I give glory to God. I give glory to God that people are still being blessed by it. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I? First of all, thank you for sharing that. Like, no wow, problem. I am blown away by how you have the strength to share something so personal um in a plan mm. in this interview in songs in life because a lot of your songs as well are really personally written mm -hmm. even if they're not or I, I wouldn't know but even if they're not necessarily your story they are someone's story someone's mm. living them out and I just want to know how you got to a stage in your life um even in your career as an artist where mm. you or bold enough to do that because that is mm. petrifying to be it so is. vulnerable and personal in your music and in your life presented to the world mm. um obviously in a safe way not i'm not encouraging people to be unsafe in these streets but um mm. how did you get to a place in your life where you felt like you felt comfortable and you felt like god was comfortably pushing you to be mm. vulnerable in public yeah um it was 2016. Wow, she knows the year. My second headline show in Oxford Street. And leading up to that concert, I had written a song called Save Me. And it was literally about, I wrote it from a place of, okay, God, I've made it through. I know I'm healed. I'm not the abuse I went through. I'm not damaged goods. But like, bro, these urges to still watch porn or masturbate, these urges to want to give up on life, like these urges to want to be angry and bitter and stay there, like they're still very much present. And I remember writing it and I was like to my manager, I don't think I can do this song. He was like, why? I said, I just can't, 
like I'd have to I'd have to tell my family something mm. before I can give the backstory of the song because it was like my headline. So every song I would give a little, you know, breakdown or story. And so he was like, well, whatever you need to do, you need to do it. Not just so you could perform it, but you need to free yourself. So wow. <sighs> when people be telling you the truth. <laughs> Listen, you know when you just want someone to back you, be like, oh, yeah, it's scrap the song if you're not so comfortable. Usually for like, go ahead and tell them. And so I remember I told my dad first because my mom was coming back from Jamaica um, in the next few days. But I told him first. Then I told my mom. I was too scared to tell my brother because... Like he he will go to prison for me, mm. you know. And so I remember writing him a letter, and I had rehearsals. So I slipped under his door and I left the house, and I came back home and I tried to sneak into my room, close the door, thinking, oh maybe he's asleep. Nope, he was wide awake, and he came in my room and he just hugged me. He didn't say anything. He just hugged me and was just shaking his head, and you know was starting to well up. And then he just went back in his room, and so I knew that. Okay, I've told them. You told them. Now I can give a backstory about what the song is about. So that was the first time I'd mm. ever spoken about it publicly. And then from there, I told more friends, like, that I trust extended family members. And, you know, I wasn't ashamed anymore to testify about it, you know. Um, and, you know, coming into my 20s you know the struggle didn't stop yeah. with masturbation and stuff it didn't stop it was very on and off especially if I was in high stress situations it mm -hmm. was like a vice for me um you know very much on and off but in telling I would now have the safety to have counsel yeah so I wouldn't be ashamed to go to and be like guys I slipped up I did da -da -da -da, whatever um, and I thank God for that because had I not come out when I did, again, I, I don't even want to think about where I'd be and what kind mm. of mess I'd be in in my mind. So, yeah, that was the first time. Was it November? November 2016. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then from there it was, I have a safety net of people. Mm -hmm. So now I can share yeah. that. Wow. All I can say is wow. And I, I applaud artists that write from real places mm -hmm. because that so those songs connect with people in real ways. Yeah. It's not just a surface level, oh, that was a catchy tune, you know? Um, so even just, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and even on more of a, it's not, I was gonna say more of a positive, but I feel like- you, On a lighter note. On a lighter note, there we go. There just a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter. A little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, you signed with Minstrel Records. Yeah. Woo! Could you just let us know a bit about the process of that? They're an international label, right? Yes. So how did that happen? Yeah, so Minstrel Records are based in Canada. Um, shout out to The way my... she said Canada was like, I hope you guys know I'm Agreed. international, baby. No, literally, it's, it's so <laughs> funny. Like, God is just, he just knows what he's doing. Yes. Yeah, so... Why he's doing it, when he does it. Like, he just knows. So the thing is, prior to, I think, February or March 2019, I did not know these guys. Like, I had never heard of a Kofi Date, a Ralph Date, a Campus Rush. I'd never heard wow. of Yahweh, Yahweh. <laughs> never heard of it, right? But I think that week of the event that I met them, Kofi and Ryan had followed me because they heard Control. 
Okay. So literally, to cut a very long story short, we just connected at the event. The next day they had a like a worship thing at their Airbnb, which one of the songs in the album came from, but we'll get there. Okay. And then just became family. Like summer that year, went to Canada for their youth conference. Couldn't go in 2020 and 2021 because of COVID. She back. She back. Annoying. <laughs> um, I was able to go at ending of last year mm -hmm. for like their new, the main house, the new year service. Um, but literally last year, um, I was on the phone to my friend and Prophet Ralph called me, just checking in on me. I was like, yeah, I'm good for the day, whatever. Then that was that. And then I woke up to a text from him saying, oh, I have a proposition for you. I was like, okay. <laughs> so then him and Shegan, who's one of the other label directors, they called me on Zoom. They came with PowerPoint presentation. Okay. We're like, we want to sign you. And obviously we want to give you the time to think on it, but they came with like all their cards like here. Wow. And at that point, the album was done, but I had no way of distributing it, releasing it, anything because the team I had started with, I fired because it just... So you said fired? It wasn't working. Okay. I had to let them go. You said bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. Um, and then I took some time to pray and fast and I just felt the peace. I was like, yeah. But I scared them on the Zoom. I was like, yeah, guys, first I want to thank you. Da, da, da. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to say yes. <laughs> and they're like, yo, like, don't do that, man. <laughs> and literally the rest is history. Here I am on the label, man. I'm signed. It's it's crazy how the Lord works. Yes, he's good. I never would have thought it would have happened this way, but he's kind and here we are. I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of artists, it's a dream to have the financial backing, to have mm -hmm. the support, to have the guidance, or even just the know-how to do these things, the, the connections, yeah. etc. And you out here with like a whole international team. God is great. God is really good. Mm -hmm. um, what advice can you give to an artist that wants to be recognized by a label, especially if they're going to be an international label, literally mm -hmm. not in the country that they're yeah. in? Build yourself from the start, man. Like nowadays... It's sad, but nowadays, Christian or non-Christian labels, they are looking at the traction you have mm -hmm. prior to them even considering. So I guess my advice would be like, build up a, a following, mm -hmm. build up something that these labels can see while people are listening to her music, people are listening to his music, people are paying attention to what they're doing yeah. and try to be as present as you can on socials. Unless that's like the ethos of... Your artistry is like, oh, I'm not into that. Yeah. Ooh, Just I'm find more. me on SoundCloud. Oh, find me on SoundCloud. <laughs> like, if that's your niche, then do cool, thing. do your thing. But if it's not, you have to have that level of consistency. Yeah. And it can't just be every and anything that you're putting up. It has to be of a standard. Like mm. there's stuff I put up years ago on YouTube and stuff that is no longer there. <laughs> because standard, baby. You it's know, standard, you quality. Know? Yeah, yeah. So I'd say do all of that but do it from a place of knowing who you are you can't just do everything that everyone's doing on social media mm. because you will do it and wonder why you only get 100 views because it's not for you to do <laughs> that's sad it's not for you to do yeah. and that's fine find something else set a trend don't just always follow it like mm. set the trend make that audio that everyone starts doing reels to like okay. be different think out yeah, of the yeah. box all while being yourself. Mm -hmm. So I guess those two are the main things, like know yourself and in knowing yourself, be yourself. 
and social media is important music's important so have stuff already in the works or released um and lastly it's gonna sound cliche but stay prayed up because it's true you know getting signed isn't inevitable for everyone it's not like it's the same i won't go there but i was gonna say something else but i won't go there <laughs> um yeah it's not inevitable like it's not a birthright that's that's not mm -hmm. how it works mm -hmm. And again, it's it's based off your hard work, your exposure, your placement, all that kind of stuff. And if God says so. Yeah, it's true. So you just got to stay prayed up and always listening out for his voice because a deal could come, but it's the wrong one. Yeah. It's the second one. You need to be ready to say God no to, to say. that. Yeah. You need to be aware enough to be like, this ain't it. Mm -hmm. This ain't it. So, that's a you word. know, I guess those are different advice. That's, of advice, that's really good advice definitely even what you were saying about staying prayed up because mm. I think as Christian artists as Christian fans yeah. we sometimes forget the whole Christian aspect of it mm. is constant communion with our exactly. heavenly father Hello. so that's really good um, yeah. even just like with the label the international label you guys were going to have a tour mm. and then our little friend COVID obviously rid her ugly head again unfortunately but yeah. I hope that's being postponed we're going to get a new date yeah, it's soon postponed. it's not cancelled it's only postponed people. lovely lovely so it stuff. is coming for sure amen yeah. yeah i love that um the reason i bring it up is you've toured you've you know gone to other countries cities etc mm. what's your experience of touring like do you love it are you not a fan and what kind of advice would you give to artists that want to get into touring mm. you know as the world opens up again <laughs> you know what my former experiences of touring have been like as part of something so not okay. as Becca Folks as okay. one of the opening acts. And the very first tour I went on was with Volney Morgan and me. Oh, yeah. I was singing with them opposed to opening up for them. It wasn't that. Um, so it was very much like sharing rooms and stuff. I can't lie. I, I like my space. You're not a fan of sharing rooms? Nah. <laughs> nah. Girl, me and either. I, don't get me wrong. Like, me either. New Ye are my family. Like Volney believed in me before anyone else did and he took me under his wing and I always honor him for it. I always say his name. Shout to you, Voni. Um, but I, I like my space. <laughs> like I like the bathroom with my toiletries and that's Screaming. it. Like, my shoes over there and that's it. Until the day comes where it's a husband in there with me. I like to be by myself. Or let's have to stay with mummy and stuff. That's fine, because it's mum in it. But I like to be by myself. So I didn't enjoy that part, but being able to go to different places and hear people like singing the songs and yeah. vibing with us, man. It's, it's, it's an experience that you can't like fully describe. So I do enjoy that side. The lodging side, not so not much. Not so much. That side is But the great. actual experiences are great. Yeah, it's great. And um, I don't know if we actually like said the, their names. We've just yeah. been saying label mates, label mates, but Campus Rush Music. Yeah, man. I remember like Yahweh coming out and it being like a huge thing. Again, with the collectives that like, we were mm. all such big fans of seeing a group of people coming to sing together and just like, it seemed, seemed like an authentic worship experience. Mm -hmm. But what was it like, like meeting them, becoming like friends and family with these yeah. lot? And yeah, now being on a label with them. Yeah, honestly, as I said, like that first event in 2019, followed each other and stuff. I remember it. Shewa actually had to fly back straight away. So she wasn't at the venue after or at the worship session. But I met Ralph, Ryan, uh, Kofi. 
and just connected online through just ministry and music. And then I was out there in the summer. Um, then I was able to meet Shewa and Reggie from Bridge and like yeah. all the Bridge group, Melissa and the guys. Um, I didn't get to meet much other people just because of, you know, them wanting me not to get like, so how can I explain it? Protocol was on point basically. Yeah, okay. So they just making sure, cause I went by myself okay, as well. Fair. I knew um, three other people from London that came, his names are Pastor Me and his two um, armor bearers. But going there, I was by myself yeah. and a female. So they yeah, just want to make sure I'm okay yeah. and like I'm not getting lost. Or I love the like protocols that. on job, you know, because yeah, you don't always they, hear that. Listen, I couldn't open a door. I couldn't. It was on. I said, wow. It's okay. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do you water? Are you good? Yeah, like stuff like that. And then through time, like online and stuff like that, I was able to connect with the other label mates. So Throne Seekers, yeah. who are a rap duo, AP an amazing producer, as I said, the other guys of Bridge, um, and just growing closer to like Ryan and Shewa and all the guys. And also like the people behind the scenes, so like Clayton, who's one of the producers, Rezaya, who's like a creative lead on a lot of the stuff. And so God has just been so kind that, um, you know, my label mates and label heads and, you know, my boss men are basically my, my family. I love that. Um, and they are intentional about seeing Christ glorified. So mm -hmm. that helps too. Wow. That helps too. Yeah, it's always good when you connect with like good people mm -hmm. in, in what you do. Um, and you have created a space for Christian collect, uh, Christian cr creatives to also find that kind of connection yeah. with other people as well. Can you tell us a bit about the menstruals? cave mm -hmm. which by the way this was before you were signed to Mr. Yeah, Records right just, I'm loving God be good right it's all intertwined but tell yeah. us about the cave yeah so you know during quarantine where we were like inside inside yeah the first first one <laughs> um you know I just prayed to the Lord I was like Lord how can I serve people in this time obviously can't leave our house but how can I serve people and um I kept hearing the minstrels, the minstrels, the minstrels. So I was thinking, the minstrels gathering, the minstrels cave, like, what is it? And then again, I just went back in prayer. I just waited. I didn't rush, mm. just listened out. And then I heard the minstrels cave, further asked for clarity. And, you know, it's just a gathering of minstrels, a, a safe place yeah. for minstrels because there's something so fragile about releasing art in general yeah um but if you couple that with trying to balance the truth of what god says about you and who you are and what you do with a whole bunch of opinions that the bible says we shouldn't care about but we do as humans you yeah. find yourself in a really fragile headspace you find yourself like, but what if, but who, but how, but where? Um, for some young people and young adults growing up in the culture they did and the family they did, was creative what? <laughs> Go to university, doctor, architect, this, that, and the third. Accountant, like, engineer. Yeah, what, that's a hobby. Mm. But for some people, it's actually who they were meant to be. What? And, you know, God saw fit that, you know, even with all the helicopter parenting mm. they still got a degree in something else and so it can sustain them but for a lot of people they're called to be creatives 
just as much as they may be called to be a doctor. It's true. Or, you know, whatever the case may be. So the Mitchell's Cave is just that, you know, a, a safe space for people um, who are creatives in the kingdom to come together, build community. And that's what it is. We've been quiet in terms of just community stuff for the past few months. And that's just because I'm just trying to work on the best way to make these community groups like actually work where they sustain themselves week to week or month to month or every fortnight um, without me having to, you know, be in every community because there might be a bass player community, a producer community, a singer. Me, I don't know much about playing bass. So... (laughs) What can I say? You just be there like, that sounds nice. Love it. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm just trying to find the best way to make it sustain and last and actually make an impact in people's lives. But the Mitchell's Cave has done a good job already and people have been blessed by it. So, And that's why we do what we do, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you're fulfilling that calling, Mm -hmm. then you're doing what you need to do. I love that. great to hear it um I remember seeing you on Instagram and being like so it's a community in terms of like conversations within a group but is this like virtually I'm guessing it was virtually at first yeah so mainly virtually and we still like get people emailing about you know how do I do this how do I go about this or Mm. DMs and stuff like that so God has been faithful that even in the quieter points where it's been more about uploading reels to encourage people and you know with captions that stir them to like think more and process more and maybe sit down with themselves and question themselves about some things it's still been a blessing for people but that's where we want to get to where it's like a solid community of people Mm -hmm. not just in the uk but from all over Mm -hmm. um just equipping them as creatives to fully become and be what god has called them to be wow that's good. Yeah. Um, and I love that you have a connection like to the UK, obviously being from London, but outside of the UK, you have that mm. international connection. But I want to speak about the UK scene. And yeah. here, you know, I'm not trying to put anybody in trouble. Yeah. So feel free to say as much or as little as you'd like. Yeah. But um, in previous times, you know, there was a cheeky little uh, Twitter space a while ago um, where you hmm. were pretty vocal about the UK scene. So mm. that's why I knew like, okay, she has something to say. Um, <laughs> where there was a lot of discussion about the UK scene, about fans of Christian music in the UK, how they mm-hmm. differ from the States, Canada, other places um, in various ways. Yeah. I'm trying to be very careful of what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that kind of drew my attention and is what SheHH has created to kind of as, go against basically mm-hmm. is the lack of support that sometimes fans have in the UK, where it's music is just something that they enjoy, but, to invest money or time into Mm. it isn't always done um and the reason i wanted to talk to you about it Mm -hmm. again say as little as much as you would like Mm -hmm. um i remember you doing a fundraiser for your album Mm -hmm. um exodus and you know everyone was like yeah cool becca folks we love her Mm -hmm. but that those those twitter fingers didn't actually reach people funding as in giving money and um obviously that's a really difficult thing but I would love for you to just explain that process and how you kind of went through it. And you already mentioned like, oh, an album's coming anyway. So, you know, we know mm. we know music's coming, but yeah. I would love to know kind of h- how your view of the UK scene fans and just that experience has even evolved during that time. Mm. 
Um, so when when I was doing the fundraiser, I was doing it in 2020. So I wasn't expecting people to give like a grand at a time. Like I'm very sober. I want a grand to dispose. (laughs) My logic is pretty intact, right? But it was hard because it was a like you said, a whole bunch of people saying, yeah, and I'm not seeing their names. I can see who's giving. And it doesn't lead me to now hate them or dislike Mm. them or be like, you're you're a snip fam. You're (laughs) up. It's not that serious. But it it was a hard time because I was like, people will say they want stuff, but when it's time to help, because... The UK is not America. Mm. For every square mile, there's a church. For every platform, there's so many American gospel artists. And I don't just mean gospel as in choir and black. I mean, even country gospel. CCM. That market is crazy. Like, it's a crazy... We are a state. The UK is the size of a state. In some states, we are the size of a city. Yeah, it's true. So we cannot compare the two. We cannot compare the two. And that's where we found ourselves in a lot of the conversations. And, you know, that space was, it was just an interesting one for me to, just to listen and hear, you know, I saw the title and I was just like, oh God. (laughs) <laughs> oh here we go, here we again. go again another conversation More and talking. no action <laughs> is take i've yet to see a christian artist fund be set up it's true I, me i have yet i've to seen see more it. connections through definitely then. like more people definitely. actually like pushing each other's music yeah, and wanting sure. to collab and for sure even just like groups like us more groups yeah. reaching out to us us reaching out to other groups so yeah. there's been more yeah connections. for sure but the fun but the money yeah it's true <laughs> Where's the pounds? Where's the sterling? <laughs> That's what... Anyway, so... And again, with that space is like... The, the new wave is here. We're not coming, we are here. Yeah. Right? However, we cannot disregard and disrespect what was here before. Word. And in that particular spaces, an OG, I call him an OG, was being disrespected like he didn't sell out the O2 back to... back. Okay, so what we're not going to do is that. Yeah. Like, let's have respect for what was, but fully embrace what is now. That's true. Because people will say so much about, I remember when, okay. What now? There's a generation after the me's and the called outs and the JC Mays, whoever, who have no idea who some of these OGs are. It's true. And it's sad. But the thing is, I always put it as this, right? On one side of the bridge are the OGs. We ain't gonna do the name thing, right? But the OGs who have been doing this, written, yeah. written, written songs. <laughs> wow, you're getting passionate. I did pass GCSE English, I promise. <laughs> right? Who have written bangers that we sing in church? Like they're OGs that like they've they've brought us to this point. Yeah. Let's not. And then there's part of the bridge, right? And then in the middle are like the govs. The Faith Childs, the A Stars, big men now, you know, who yeah. are married with kids. kids or getting married, and they're still going. Yeah. You have the who can who else could fall in that category? Like the Rachel Kerr's. Happy's gone Rachel more Kerr. like mainstream, but even he falls into that. Right, that whole space. 
But then there's us on the other side of the bridge. We have the tools. Mm. The OGs have the materials. And then there's that middle generation. And they're shouting, yo, bring the materials. Yo, bring the tools. But in between is just a whole bunch of rocks missing. Mm. Just loads of gaps on the pathway. And if there's too much weight on that bridge at one time, it will just collapse. Mm. And so each of us have what the other needs. Each of us have what the other needs. It's true. I'm blessed that when I was growing up, Uncle Noel, Lorene, Kato, like all these guys, my parents know them. Yeah, it's true. Bishop John Francis, when he was doing People Get Ready, all that. My parents were on TV in the choir. Like my church aunties and uncles, they, my it's cousins, true. like our UK gospel legends playing Nikki Brown, Jerome Brown, Freddie Thompson. Like these are men I've seen. They've, they're my uncles. Yeah. When I see them, I say, yo, uncle, what's going, what's on? going on? Like their kids are my cousins or their kids are my, my godchildren. Mm. Like, or my dad is their kids. Like it's There's all, connections. Yeah. It's all intertwined. I'm lucky to have that. There's a lot of the others that aren't. Yeah, they don't have that. They don't have that. And so how do we bridge the gap? How? Because times have changed, but there's still experience that they have that we need. That's valuable. That's the thing. That's valuable. Yeah. Because what they had to overcome in terms of stigmas and race, even Girl. it's not civil rights, but there's still stigmas and things that they had to face yeah. right even genre wise okay. can we not even forget that because rap, rap wasn't okay. now that sorry i'm i'm even over i'm even no, it's passionate okay. but like even the fact that like i can present rap like christian rap to my mom Listen, and dad and it's very normal and they that like wasn't it. normal that you're right like it it wasn't a thing yeah and so everyone has blazed a trail in one way or another yeah everyone and you know People say to me all the time, oh, what you're doing, da, da, da. Especially for like black females, da, da, da. I'm like, thank you. But it's way bigger than that. Because there's no way a Grace Tenner, a FUA B, whoever else that's younger, that's coming up after, is going to have to go through the same thing. There's no need. I'll be damned. There's actually no need. So for the pastors and the first ladies and the mothers, <laughs> I'll be damned. The deacons. <laughs> if that happens to them. And that, used to be a fear that would drive me, but now it's a reason mm. that drives me because what we have here, the stock we have in this here UK, yeah, it's, true. it's rich, you know. It's true. But if we just came together more, and it's happening. It's happening. But if we just continue on that front, it will just get better and better and better. I mean, you heard it, you heard it here first. Yeah. Like, that's what we need to do. And I love that you have you know explain that that's what you're trying to do it's not yeah. just like a pipe dream like mm. you're actually and i see you on instagram you're always talking to these girls these ladies yeah. sorry and having these conversations it's not surface level of like yeah. hey no, i like I your music it it's very seriously yeah i take it very and i think that was also the push for me to do more things in excellence as well mm. like people are watching if they click onto your thing again gateways we are all somebody's gateway in one way or another, right? If I'm somebody's gateway to the visual things that we're doing here in the UK and it's all 1080 and 720, go home, (laughs) take it down and do something else in higher res. Yeah. Everything matters. The details, the finer details matter. Yeah. Everything like that matters, which is why I say don't 
get into this unless you're ready to pay the money, unless you're ready to sacrifice, unless you're ready to wait, because you may not get a, a traction straight away. Like all of the patience, the yeah. patience game, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. That's it. Word. No, even like, I just want to know, like, what's been your motivation to keep going? Because you just said, okay, this album that you're hoping to drop to this year, mm-hmm. it's been a couple years in the, in the making. What yeah. has been your motivation to even keep going and not just be Child. like, I'm done. It went several times. Several times I was like, Jesus, if you want this album out, <laughs> you can come down on your horse <laughs> and release it yourself. You could do the promos on radio Scream and it. Instagram. Okay. You Imagine Jesus making the reels. Because <laughs> I've had enough. Jesus, they're doing. <laughs> I said, I was... <laughs> I, because the process of making it for me, and I won't get into why, but it just wasn't enjoyable mm. nearing the end, right? It just wasn't enjoyable. I cried so much. I got frustrated so much. I gave up. I gave in. Like, I was just... It was such a unenjoyable process, the latter stages mm. of it, right? And I was like, nah. Nah, man. Nah. And I've been doing this as of November this year eight years eight years you know eight years and it's been again like ah oh, this is a bit maybe i'll just go work retail <laughs> you know i like fashion maybe i can work up the ranks in like a zara or something and just be you know known and then start my own label and be a fashion icon see this the makes world. sense look at you because i look was just you. like i ain't got time this is stress to me the stuff for these people no i can't do it lord i'm not doing it and just what keeps me going is remembering that being in touch with my story for one, like again, as I said, I shouldn't be here in sound mind mm. with emotional intelligence. I shouldn't be here able to process life and things and the gospel and the goodness of God in the way that I do. I shouldn't be able to. So that sobers me up. Mm. Um, and on top of that, as I said before, like my gift, he gave freely. It's not a thing that he would take back if it's not, you know, um, housed with these, like, these rules. If I break the rule, he takes back the gift. Like, it's not that. Mm. He gave it. It's mine. Like, so if tomorrow I wanted to, hey, boy, I get all this (laughs) stupidness. If I wanted to, he's not going to stop loving me. You know? But. That is a reason why I'm like, no, it's yours. It's yours. I'm going to give it. Wow. As you've freely given me this gift, as you've freely given me life, I will freely give you my life and I'll freely give back this gift to you as a sacrifice. It has to be a love thing for Jesus. Yeah. So because of my love for him, because of him freely giving, I give back. And I, again, I just love him. <laughs> like, I really do. Like, in my teens, going into my 20s, I didn't even want to sing. I was like, I wanted to do, I was playing netball at the time okay. for late. And I was like, oh, I'll just continue with that. Full-time sports. Or I wanted to do theatre. So singing wasn't even on my mind. And for God to speak the way he did, shout out to Venna, my brother, who he used to prophesy, like, you're not even going to finish uni because ministry will wow. take up your time. And here I am. Hey, do so, music. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So that's literally what keeps me going, my love for Jesus and realizing that it's a whole bigger picture. Wow. That I'm I'm, I'm a, a paint stroke in. Yeah. Like I'm not the paint in itself. I'm just a part the stroke. of it. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
I could go on. I have so much to ask you. <laughs> but final question. Yeah. And uh, this is how we love to close our interviews here at CHH. Mm-hmm. But what would you, and if you can give me like maybe a statement or a paragraph, mm-hmm. but what would you love your legacy to be? What would you love people to know you of and about? Mm-hmm. I'd want them to say she released great music. She released classics. Bangas. Bangas. Not just for the radio, but in the house of the Lord as well to be yeah. sang by worship teams. Yes. I'd want them to remember my passion for the things of God and for his people. I want them to remember my empathy for people that I was kind, um, whether that's through humor or through giving or through sacrifice. Like, I would just want them to say that they remember me as being a nice person. Um, I think I'm hilarious. So you, if they funny. say I'm a comedian, you funny. That would be an app. I would be in in the sky with Jesus, just like, <laughs> oh, thank you. I really would. Um, and I'd want them to say that she gave her all. Mm. Like she left nothing. She left nothing behind. She gave her all to the industry, to the kingdom, mm-hmm. to her husband, to mm-hmm. her children, to her friends. Like she gave all and held nothing back. That's so beautiful. Yeah. No, thank you for even not holding back in this interview and giving your all. Um, I feel like this is really gonna bless and encourage mm. people listening and watching By as God's well. Grace, yeah, man. Amen. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, make sure to leave a like rating wherever you're listening to this and to follow us on Instagram at shehhpodcast.